0: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, we proudly bring to you at Studio 212 in the heart of Seattle, Washington, this is Physical Culture Radio. I'm your super dope host with the most, Greg Jones, at Coach Greg Jones, Instagram and Facebook, and today's episode of Physical Culture Radio, we are going to make sense of training and nutrition plans for the average Joe. Uh, Specifically, we're going to be talking to our producer today, Mr. Keith Anker, as we put him on a diet plan about a month ago, and we're going to see how that's going, questions that he has. And we're going to relate this to, rather than just geared towards like bodybuilding or people that have experience um, in preps and diets and training plans to kind of more of the average Joe today, what we want to do is... um, kind of go over some common problems and common things that people have issues with when starting their first quote-unquote prep and quote-unquote diet plan. Um, and uh, so I want to welcome Keith onto the show today. How are you doing, Keith? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. Um So we, you know, a couple months ago when we were talking uh, with Chris and I, uh, we went over putting you on a plan. And, uh, as some people know, some people might not know, Keith works out at my gym at Monkey Bar Gym Eastside in Redmond, Washington, also Gracie Baja Bellevue. Um, his whole family trains at my gym and, uh, he wanted to kind of dial in his training and get a little bit more granular with what he did with actually eating, um, and, and, and kind of get on more of a regular regimen with his training too, and have me make up something very specific for him. So that's what we started. And uh, talk a little bit about uh, your motivation for doing so, why you did so, and asked, you know, a couple years after training with me at the gym, what had changed, what you wanted to see uh, changed uh, in your physique, in your body, and kind of your prime motivators. Um the
1: the thing that really sparked it all was I I, I just had a kid like three years ago I'm like uh, I'm 43 and right. I did the math and I figured out that when I'm he's 18 I'm going to be 58 Got and it. if I'm trying to keep up with an 18 year old not not just like you know activities and everything else but like I'm assuming he's going to be a stubborn prick like I am <laughs> which means at some point we're probably going to end up in a backyard with boxing gloves on and I don't want to get my ass kicked by my kid at least not when he's 18 right the other part of it is is that like I. I w- I've been an athlete all my life. I wrestled in high school. I ran cross country. Yeah. Uh, I played rugby in college. I've been in boxing and kickboxing and, and other stuff for like 10, 15 years. Right. But between family and uh, I-, I worked at an Italian restaurant and a bunch of other stuff, I just really let it all go. Um, okay. Not just from an eating perspective, but from a consistent training perspective. And I was like, all right, I need to do something. I need to have some kind of structure or framework to dial all this in because – just kind of saying, oh, I'm going to do it is not working for me. You right. know, just kind of casually approaching it and being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work out more and not eat so much pasta.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people come from similar backgrounds where when they're younger, they do sports and athletics and then they kind of get in the work world or they build a career for themselves or they have families or both. Um, and things slow down for their ability to be able to just concentrate on themselves and, you know, work out all the time and, you know, eat a little bit better. Um, so I, I think that's a common theme. Um, and I think that people do need some kind of structure and they need somebody overseeing a structured plan for them. And even people that are fully committed and want to become IFBB pros or pro professional athletes, um, seek out people to help them do this. Even motivation, you know, aside, people still need a plan. Yeah. Um, so Uh, we were glad that you came and I was specifically glad that you came to me and asked about this. And so we put you on a meal plan, we put you on a workout plan and you've been doing that uh, for about a month since you, you were given the plan about eight weeks ago and then it took a few weeks to implement, correct? Yeah.
1: I just needed to find a a way to, to, to make the time to actually do the meal prep at night. Right. Uh, make sure I got the shopping done when I needed to and make sure I had enough stuff on hand that I wasn't, uh, getting three days into it and being like, uh,
0: no more stuff. I quit. Right. And, 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 and mind you guys, this is a guy with a career, and who works a lot and has two kids, a daughter and a son. Um, his son is about my son's age. They're about three. Um, and Kaylee's how old? 10. 10. Okay. So he has his hands full with his family. Um, and and that doesn't make things super easy when you're constantly running around in between getting kids out of daycare and school and working and have a significant other to be able to concentrate fully on making your meals and your workouts and and doing all the things you need to do, it's about prioritizing. And sometime what we're going to talk about a little bit today is adjusting on the fly and being able to be adjustable and malleable and being able to come back to it if 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 you get knocked off the path, um, so to speak. So, let what have what has been your major um, obstacles in starting? the training and the meals you can start with either or, um, what's been the obstacles in getting, cause I gave you a workout plan, uh, uh, excuse me, a nutrition plan where you have what you eat on non-workout days and then what you eat on workout days. And the workout days, you get a little bit more calories, a little bit more carbohydrates, a little bit more fat proteins around the same. Um, so what's, what's been your challenges with that?
1: Uh, well, like I said before, I think the biggest challenge as far as the eating part of it, uh, the first biggest one was just finding and making sure I made the time to actually do the prep the night before because it's definitely not something that you can do every night. Right. And it's not something that you can do in the morning. You just don't have time. Yeah. Because um, it's some really specific stuff. Right. Um, the other the other challenge I've had as far as eating is uh, just getting it all down. Like, yeah. I, I don't think most people are used to eating six meals a day. Most of us are probably – normal at about three with some snacks.
0: Right. You know? yeah. And those snacks yep.
1: aren't really, you know, serious things. It's just like, oh, there's a handful of nuts. Right. So, like, f- making sure that I scheduled all of the eating and I stuck to that schedule has been, it, it's been a learning process. Yeah. Um, but the biggest challenge was just making the time to do it.
0: Have you found that setting specific times and, like, let's say, when you get up in the morning before you get max ready, you eat or after you get max ready, you eat. And then after both kids are off to daycare and school, then you get your second meal or what, what's worked for you in, in figuring out that balance with like your first couple meals and starting your day. Let's start there.
1: Um, what's worked for me is making sure I just have everything sitting in a container. so that as soon as I wake up, I can either wolf it down or get my other stuff done and then wolf it down. Right. Um, the, the, the malleability part of that, that I've, that I've ended up hitting is that, um, I'm supposed to have, uh, most days it's eggs and protein of some sort, although workout days it's eggs and carbs. Um, and what's happened and what I've found that I've had to do sometimes just because mornings can get really chaotic is that, um, if I can't get to that meal, I end up just doing, uh, 50 grams of protein in like four shots of espresso as just a, a kickstart to get me out the door and moving so that I actually get everything else started.
0: Gotcha. So then in, in meals so, and you're, you're always working out later, right? Or do you do some workouts earlier or do some cardio? Um, most the of the day?
1: time is, it ends up being later in the day. Okay. Just cause mornings, like get the kids to school, get down to the office, right. um, get moving.
0: Right. So how many meals on average? So let's, um, you know, and Chris talks about, uh, this a lot with me and, and our clients and how we do it. If you have 6 meals a day times 7 days a week that's 42 meals. 42 meals. If you have a perfect week and you build that perfect brick every day during the week, you have 42 perfect meals. Have you been able to attain that yet? And if not, why not? And has it been 90% adherence or you've gotten you've gotten in 5 in regularly? Or what's been the adherence to those 42 meals a week that are written down on the plan?
1: I would say that as a general rule, I am probably somewhere in the 30 to 36 range on the on the perfect meals per week. Okay. Um, so it, definitely four day, I, I get nailed down, bang, bang, bang. Right. Um,
0: a lot of days, five. I'd say about 50-50, I get the five. Yeah. So- do you make up the calories in a specific, like, meal where, like, it's a post-workout meal and, you know, you can have some more carbs? Do you try to make up your macros in a meal or do you just adhere to whatever the macros are for that meal and then a meal is skipped? Like, I, I, I try to skip
1: work? more than I, I make stuff up. Okay. Um, th- th- in my mind, it's like, okay, well, if I didn't hit what I was supposed to, I can't, like, you know, make it up with other stuff. I just have right. to wait for the next one. And- yeah. And, and try and stay on that schedule. Okay. Um, the the biggest challenge I've far, I've found is it's not during the day. It's the, the the biggest time where I find a a failure point. Yeah. Is late at night because I, I work a lot of late nights. Like sometimes I'm not getting home till eleven o'clock, twelve at night. Right. Um. And so that's where I I find most of my failure points, and that's where I would say that that from thirty six to forty two sometimes fall apart.
0: Right. Now, have you tried if you're working late? Do you bring that meal number five or meal number six with you to the studio or... Yeah. I've, okay. I've, got,
1: a, I've got a paper bag right here that's got all my stuff in it. Okay. There's a couple of meals in the fridge. Um, I, if I know that I'm going to be here all day, I take all my stuff with me.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So now changing gears, how have the workouts gone? How many days a week are you working out, getting in the gym? uh, doing weights and, uh, your high intensity interval training as he does is he does the hit workouts at my gym. I know pretty religiously I'm always there on Tuesday and Thursday, So I see him Tuesdays and Thursdays, sometimes on Fridays. I'm never there on Saturdays, but I know he goes. Um, how have the workouts been going in the past month? Um, better than usual. Okay. Uh,
1: I think, uh, so four days a week, I would say three week? to four days a week three with to four. like, and then once or twice I've gotten out and I've actually managed to get some cardio out on my own. Oh, okay. Um, and a lot of that again, it's it's carving time out. I don't think it's a, it's a will issue, right? Well, I mean, it's always a will issue if you yeah. if you really want to get down to it. Yeah. But a lot of it's just scheduling and planning. Right. Um. The the great thing about the the gym time is that since my daughter's doing jujitsu, somebody's got to get her there. Allison's usually working late, so. Yeah. I got to be the one that does it. And for me, that's been my saving grace for just me, not just going completely to shit. Right. Is that I got to get my kid to the gym. And if I'm at the gym, I'm going to work out. I'm not going to sit there on my ass while everybody else is working out.
0: Right. And, and I'll lend testament to the fact that when Keith does come to the gym, he does work his ass off. He goes all the way through the workout, full warm up, full meat of the workout, stretching at the end. And, um, you know, whether it takes him 60 minutes, 75. Sometimes he goes and helps pick up his son from daycare, then comes back and finishes the last bit of the workout if he's not all the way done with it. So he does work out very hard. I see this. I see the changes in his physique. And you've dropped about 10 pounds since you've started this plan, correct? Yeah. yeah, Okay. Right right about there. Okay. In a little over a month, if you're looking at uh, around a month or, you know, uh, four weeks or, or, you know, around that and you've dropped eight to 10 pounds, it's not bad. It's on average about two pounds a week. Now, if we can just get this dialed in, one of the things that um, I relate um, to being coached and when I am either in the off season and trying to grow to relate this, you know, from a bodybuilding or an athletic standpoint, I know if I get five meals in a day I don't usually grow. I don't usually get stronger. If I get five meals in a day, my metabolism slows down. I usually don't burn as much fat, believe it or not. You can take in less calories, but slow your metabolism down. I find that my best results week to week, and I know Chris will back me up on this, is when I get my six meals in a day, 42 meals in a week, and then my check-in is reflective of nutrition's been perfect. And workouts have been perfect, and you know, if anything, the the little things that slip in me, and I know what's slipping a lot of people. Maybe it's sleep. Maybe they're stressed out. Maybe those little things, you know, need a little uh, improvement in those areas. But I think for most people, if you concentrate on the nutrition and you're working out to the best of your ability, and when you are in the gym, you're not going through the motions, and you're you know you're hitting it hard. I think then the diet is the next thing to look at. Like, okay, well, if I'm getting 30 meals to 36 meals in a week, how do I get to that fifth and sixth meal every day? And how do I get to that perfect 42 meal week? And what improvement do I need to make to be able to get to that part? And I think with you, you've taken that first step and you're almost there. And I I think taking that next step and just the little preparations. And, uh, I like to relate this to my, um, I had a couple trips lately. So as a lot of, you know, um, I've got a son in Colorado and I go visit him on a regular basis. And, um, sometimes when I go to Colorado, uh, my meals aren't perfectly prepared there. I try to go to the grocery store and make meals. Um, and I have access to, you know, uh, you know, stove and refrigerator and all that stuff when I'm there. But I'm also watching my son. Uh, And a lot of times I'll be watching my son overnight and I'll be, you know, doing with stuff with him during the day. I'll be like the full time babysitter and, uh, you know, kind of the dad danny at night. And um, my priority will be my son. Uh, A lot of times my meals, I might not have a scale. So I'll be making meals where I'm kind of Measuring to the eye, uh, but what I found out, and I just had another trip where I actually went to Disney World, and I was gone for a week. This past week, what I did was, I brought a bunch of foodstuffs with me. I brought creamer, ice. I brought protein powder. I ordered eighteen meals for the six days I was there from Icon Meals, and I was able to get shrimp salads and eggs and oatmeal and other meals at Disney World. But those meals that I ordered that were there for three times a day, I did not miss one meal. When my kid was napping every day, I would work out at the gym, the little resort gym. And I pretty much nailed my training and my nutrition. The gym wasn't optimal. It didn't have all the bells and whistles, but I was able to get by for a week And I wouldn't have done this had I not prepared. And my coach helped me prepare for it. And he's like, I just want to see you get your meal. I don't care about everything else at Disney World because I know you're not going to eat like shit, but I want you to make sure that you have your meals when you're supposed to have your meals. So my point is concentrate on your nutrition, guys. Everything's relative, whether you're on vacation, whether you've Watching kids, you know, you're balancing career, work life, and you know your hobby. You gotta, you gotta prioritize and set up your uh, meal plan first. Then it's almost like I, I think nutrition comes first, and then do your best in the gym with your workouts. Um, What do you, how do you feel about October coming up, and the differences that you're gonna make from this month, from last month, and what you've learned? Starting this prep you know five six weeks ago
1: um I think October is gonna be fantastic yeah because I think the one thing I've figured out about me as far as me changing my habits in my life is that I I am not one of those cold turkey kind of people I can't just institute a bunch of stuff and expect to execute perfectly every time right for me I've got to be I've, I've got to accept the fact that the best way to get me to do something is to make those changes as fast as i can but gradually so that it's not an impossible thing for me to take on yeah i feel like september was really me dialing in okay how do i schedule prep as far as the food goes right and then realistically how do i schedule more workout time yeah um so i think right now october i fully expect meals to be i i expect 36 out of 42 to be perfect yep uh and i expect to get to the gym minimum four, maybe five times a week. Okay. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if if the results that I saw and that people have actually noticed and it said something to me about. Yeah. Um, where I did drop, you know, between eight and 10 pounds this last month. Right. I think I can do a solid 10 to 12 with my meals at that level and the workouts
0: becoming more yeah, frequent. For sure. I And I, I think you'll be able to, by the beginning of November, if you really nail this, you're at 277 right now. I would say it, if if everything was 95% adhered to meals and workouts wise, um, I would say that 277 you're at now would probably be, could be pretty close to 265. Yeah, I don't think that's... I think three pounds a week is not out well, of the I don't question. Think it's, I don't think it's out of the question at all. Yeah.
1: Um, one of the things that's always stuck in my head was, you know, uh, I was watching a video at Chael Sonnen one time, and he yeah. said that when he's in training camp and he's dialed in on everything, he's dropping about three pounds a week. And that's a guy who's already fairly lean, yeah. already fairly, you know, on top of his stuff. So I think that that's not a bad goal for right. me as far as, okay, if I nail my eating and I nail my workouts, yeah, I don't understand why I couldn't do the same thing.
0: Right, right. I look at a lot of people um, and a lot of the clients that come to me are like uh, Mr. Anchor here. And I think that training plans and nutrition plans at onset of the beginning of them need a little bit of flexibility. People keep coming to me all the time and asking about intermittent fasting. And intermittent fasting seems to be the the fad thing of the time right now um and the reason why is a lot of people that have a lot of weight to lose are just cutting down their overall calories by implementing intermittent fasting and they keep asking me about it and it creates that flexibility for people i think that more frequent meals are a better answer um, but there, there has to be some kind of flexibility and, and preparation in your meal planning. Now, whether you're making the meals, somebody else is making your meals, whether you're ordering it from a meal prep company. So I, in the Northwest Fuller nutrifuels um, I use, and if you go to fullernutri you can, uh, check them out. And uh, order meals, and they either get delivered to my gym or delivered to your doorstep on Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, and, and there's two ordering times a week. Um, it, it 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 lends to the simplicity of not always having to make your meals yourself. And for me, the ease of use of having ten meals a week on my in my gym every Sunday afternoon. So Monday morning. Monday afternoon, when I go to the gym, I've got 10 meals there. So when I'm working at my gym, two meals are in my fridge every day. So, you know, if I eat two meals at home, I bring two meals with me and I have two meals at my gym. Those are my six meals every day. It's really, really simple. And that's my Monday through Friday uh, plan. So you got to make some kind of a plan uh, for yourself, whether you're ordering meals through somebody, whether you're doing them all yourself. But I think what Keith is alluding to is if he doesn't make those meals, and finds himself waking up in the morning and scrambling and trying to make meals and make do, then you end up getting like three, four meals in a day, right? If it, if that and Just they're out of order and right.
1: they're they're not what they're supposed to be, and right? It's like oh well, I can't get my 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 eight ounces of protein or my my cup of potatoes, so I'll have you know a protein bar and some fruit. Yeah, and. To and I think the thing that I've noticed is that just the plain eating clean, as far as like just lean protein, just vegetables. I, one, I, it seems like I burn through it a lot faster. Yeah. Than than I would like you know a Cliff Bar or whatever and some bananas. Right. Um. And like I'm always hungry sooner. I I don't stay hungry or I don't stay full as long. Yeah. With the clean stuff and I, I just generally feel better. Right. Like, I mean, even if even if I if I hadn't managed to, or if I didn't manage to, to get to six meals a day perfectly, just the, the changes I've seen from eating better food yeah. has been fairly staggering.
0: And I think after a while, your body starts to crave better foods. So you'll find when you're eating these foods and eating your vegetables and eating the clean carbs, clean proteins, clean fats on a weekend, week out basis and you're eliminating the cheat meals, um, and then you go ahead and let's say you're out with friends or a significant other and somebody has a bag of Doritos or you go out for tacos and have some refried beans and chips or what have you, you will feel so much worse. It's pronounced how much that greasy food will really have a negative effect on your body when you've been eating clean. And how much of a negative effect it has, um, then rather if you're eating it all the time, when your body gets used to eating crap all the time, it, it, it doesn't reject it. So to speak, I mean, you'll just be out of shape, but your body won't reject it because it's kind of used to it and our bodies. Let's face it. Our bodies get used to anything we do, right? Gets used to alcohol, gets used to sugar, gets used to greasy fats, hydrogenated fats, but when you eat clean and then go back to something, it's just like people that drink and you don't drink for three, four months. You go back and have a couple of drinks. You're freaking hammered. Uh, dude, one of my first cheat meals was a hot dog. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And that I probably, and I remember when you came and told me this, he told me this about a week and a half going to gym and goes, yeah, I had a cheat meal, uh, which I, I've told him, yeah, if you want a cheat meal. Once a week, and you know, you and Allison want to eat some stuff or eat some stuff with the kids and some ice cream. Go for it. You know, it's more of a mental thing than physical. Anyway, it's not going to really knock you off your groove as far as the 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 diet goes and and the creating a deficit every day. Um, the cool thing that I found out, of, you know, with this, when he came and told me, "Hey, I had a hot dog," and guess what? What? It made me feel like shit. That's a great thing. So I want you to feel like shit. you eating shitty food. Yeah. When you eat shitty food, because that is a step in the right direction. Now your body is getting, you know, uh, into that groove and, and used to clean eating and clean foods. And it should feel like shit when you have a big hot dog and probably even worse if it was a big cheesy dog and garlic fries or or what have you. Um, so that, that, that's a sign I want to see. And, uh, for those of you out there, that want to clean up your diet or start eating clean or start, you know, following a meal plan like you're, and it doesn't, you know, I, 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 I'll say it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This isn't always about doing shows. It isn't about always doing preps and getting ready for something. This could just be, you know what? I want to drop 30 pounds.
1: I don't want to die at 70 of a heart attack.
0: Right, <laughs> right, right. And, and you want to clean up your diet because you want to be a healthier version of you gonna be more viable for your kids. And you just want to get in shape because you want to get in shape because you're tired and not being in shape and out of shape. So there's a lot of different reasons for this. It, it's not specifically just, you know, doing a bodybuilding prep and, you know, doing a show. Um, and and in fact, most of the people that come to me at my gym, I mean, there's I train some people online to do shows, but most of the people by and large that come to me, uh, in my gym and my brick and mortar are, are regular Joe's, you know, they work, they have kids, they just want to get in better shape.
1: Well, and and I think what's really fascinating about that and about kind of the, the, the clean eating and everything else is that what we're doing here. Is considered extreme by a lot of people, and right. it's it's interesting to me that the standards have slipped on on nutrition have slipped so far yeah. that simply eating clean and eating healthy is considered fairly extreme. Right, because I don't think most normal people would adhere to this or even try it because no. they're like, oh, well, you know, McDonald's or pastry or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and and to me that's kind of fascinating, just from a from a social aspect that we've we've moved so far from where we should be to what's considered normal now
0: that it's just, it's, it's kind of weird. Right. Right. And I, I think you make a valid point there. I think people want convenience. I think fast food provides convenience. I mean, when people are on the go and they want to get a meal real quick, they hop into Jack in the box or Burger King or McDonald's with their kids and, you know, kids get happy meals. They get big Macs or double Whoppers or, or what have you. and, um instead of preparing things at home that are what they're supposed to eat and bringing giving their kids things to eat at school rather than going to the cafeteria lunch and um you know eating a bunch of crap or whatever they're eating pizzas hamburgers um and I'll, I'll relate to um one little thing back in you know when I was in high school and I kind of figured out eating clean. I was 17 years old and um, I was about 210 pounds, 215 pounds, had a little bit of a belly on me. It was a football player, so I didn't worry much about being super lean or super in shape. And so every every uh, lunch at the cafeteria my senior year, I would have a burger and fries. And It would usually be a cheeseburger or a bacon burger and fries, um, probably a soda. And Halfway through, I I don't know whether I read it. I kind of got in, I was in this bodybuilding gym, um, and I saw what everybody was doing with meal prepping and bodybuilding was real popular. This was, you know, Arnold and the 80s, late 80s, early 90s heyday. Uh, so people, it became mainstream, and you're reading in magazines how people were eating chicken and fish and 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 you know, plain potatoes and rice and vegetables. So I made this one little change in my diet every day in my senior year. Uh, And what I did was every lunch, instead of buying the cafeteria burger and fries, I brought a big 42 gram uh, packed in water tuna, a bumblebee tuna. And I would buy a big salad because there was a salad bar in the cafeteria as well. I'd buy a big salad. I'd put my can of tuna on it. And I went from about 212 pounds to 194 pounds. I was working out just the same. I ate dinners just the same, ate breakfasts just the same, ate my snacks just the same. And I wasn't like eating six super clean meals a day, but I wasn't eating like shit. I'd eat hot cereal and eggs for breakfast and dinner would always be something good that my mom made. Um, I'd have pretty healthy snacks. Occasionally, I'd have a candy bar, I I suppose. But that one, eliminating the burger and fry for lunch and having a tuna salad, uh, I dropped, gosh, let's see, 10, uh, about 17 pounds. And I got lean. And I got in great shape So with that one little change in my diet. So just to show you how a little difference in your diet um, every day on a consistent basis will, will make a difference. Okay, so with Keith's plan specifically, uh, what we did is we had uh, s- six meals a day on non-workout days, six meals a day on workout days. Most of the carbohydrates are around are in breakfast and then um, around his workout. So the pre and post workout meals have about 100 grams of carbs. And the reason why we specifically do that is because we want to drive those carbs in around the workout time. So they'll be stored as glycogen in the muscles. Um, the difference that we'll make is we will measure Keith up. If we have to adjust the calories, we will adjust them. If he's not continuing to lose weight, we will adjust it and um, adjust the calories on probably both the non-workout as well as workout days. The calories may go up. As he eats more meals, he may drop more weight and we may be able to feed him more as, as his metabolism goes up. The only way we're going to know that is when is when we measure him up and then have to adjust from there and know how many meals he's perfectly eating every week. So other than that, guys, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Physical Culture Radio. For Greg Jones and Keith Anger and Chris Edmonds, Uh, uh